Welcome back to the Prisoner's Banter Podcast. Uh, this is Patrick Baird, uh, joined by my friends Connor Moore and Daling Machado. Uh, this It's in this part of the world where we aimlessly wander through uh, different topics that uh, may or may not interest us <laughs> in any uh, given week. Um, with that being said, guys, uh, it's episode nine. How are you feeling? Pero hermano, me estoy... Me siento muy bien. No puedo hablar español. ¿Tú piensas que nosotros necesitamos que hablar español cuando nosotros no queramos que Connor saber que nosotros estamos diciendo? Sí, una podcast en español. Sí, también, también. Muy bien, muy bien. Mi tortuga no te gusta llevar pantalones. Sí. Something like that. Anyways, yeah, boys, it's episode nine. And uh, Daling's ordering Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. And that's relevant because <laughs> I got a bone to pick with Chick-fil-A. What's that? Right now. So we were at church yesterday. Um, and Elizabeth um, works at PW's now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I just kind of like jokingly said, I'm like, hey, you should go work at Chick-fil-A. They pay you like 15 bucks an hour in benefits. And she's like, that's actually not true. They say that, what? But if that's only if you have open availability. <gasps> so like, if like you apply, time? well, not not necessarily. Let's say, um, I mean, you already get Sundays off, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Chick Fil A's like that. But like, let's say mm -hmm. you need Wednesday nights off, you know, because you have church on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. Well, they'll dock you down to nine fifty an hour. Wow. wow, that's like after taxes. It's pretty pretty hefty. That's nothing. Yeah. So they're not Christian. I guess not. Well, and it made me, it really ties back to like Witt's sermon. Um, and so I, I really think there's a lot of correlations to draw between Chick-fil-A and King Saul. Explain that. So Saul had, you know, a godly reaction to the people's weeping, right? And I think that in a similar way, Chick-fil-A caters to the needs of its consumers, but fails to cater to the needs of the church and i think wow. because of that i think that chick-fil-a is more of an anti-type of christ <laughs> than it is a type of christ <laughs> so wow. it's interesting that you say that because um king saul did care well for god's people <clears throat> yeah so it's almost kind of like a reverse okay where chick-fil-a is caring for the people of the world and not for the people of god Oh, so, I see. So, you know, we call Chick-fil-A the Lord's chicken, but is it really the Lord's chicken? It seems to be the unfit chicken, um, which is why Zaxby's is better. <laughs> well, nice. But Wait. see, what's weird about that is that Zaxby's is open on Sundays and, and, and probably, like, works their workers arguably more because they have to work seven days yeah. a week. But I could come back and tell you that the CEO flew in to a fuge camp on a helicopter one time and donated money. What's so, a fuge camp? Fuge, it's kind of like Young Life and like all those other summer camps that people do. Oh. Yeah. It, it might be school? Forge, actually. I don't know if it's Fuge. It might be Forge. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Nice. Fuge. Nice. Fuge. This is the Fuge's most... <laughs> kidding. Hey, special guest. Don't yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. This podcast has no political affiliates. I don't know. I'm no, I'm pretty sure we don't. No, we don't. Yeah, as far as you know. Just yeah, kidding. Joe Jorgensen. But yeah, other than that, boys, what's going on with with your lives? Man, dude, I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm tired. 
I just am. I don't know. I'm even like filming this podcast right now, just being honest with the listeners. I'm just like, I'm just tired. You seem kind of glum. Uh, you know, I'm not glum. Um, I guess my my uh, emotional state can be accurately depicted uh, through the allegorical presence of my Cambridge University Press Bible here. And what I mean by that is that if I was feeling really, really good, I would have my Skylar Quintel full-size edition Marble Mahogany and Goatskin. Um, but I'm not feeling like bad necessarily, so I don't have like a true tone ESV crossway out. But I, I do in, have, in fact have uh, the Cambridge University Press Diadem ESV traditional format with uh, calf split leather. I hate to interrupt you, um, but I just hate the words coming out of your mouth yeah. right now. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> couldn't hold it together. I couldn't hold it together. Uh, just uh, letting you guys uh, know he was being serious. <laughs> I wasn't being serious. No, he definitely he was a thousand percent being serious. <laughs> uh, where'd you guys put my LaCroix? It was, it was great. Uh, you're the crap. I haven't seen it. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, wait. We already talked about this. Yeah, we did. Season. Liquid Death is superior sparkling water. Yeah, but we don't have to talk about it. We got a blueberry pomegranate aha yeah. uh-huh, because of the podcast. Oh. We well, influence a lot of people. Well, Hunter, you're wrong. What? what? Yeah, he's just wrong. No, he's not. He's, yeah. And I know this is kind of a choppy transition, but uh, I, I have this topic, and I was going to save it for later on the pod because typically we do the more serious topics towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I kind of saw a video of Al Mohler speaking to this a couple years ago. Um, and then, and lately as I've been on social media and things, um, these particular individuals that I'm about to name have popped up more and more on my feed, um, in Christian S circles. Uh, and so I just kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on the relationship between, um, Christian evangelicalism or... Sorry. You're good. I'm going to reframe this sentence. I thought my dog threw up on my feet. <laughs> uh, but she didn't. She's just being a weirdy. Um, what's the, what are y'all's thoughts on the relationship between guys like, we'll do it this way, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Stephen Crowder. Jocko. Jocko Willing, <laughs> Joe Rogan. Uh, all these guys uh, that are innately secular, do not believe in the gospel, do not affirm Christ as their savior, um, but are very in- intellectual, uh, very good thinkers, and have the tendency to uh, have a lot of say, honestly, um, in Christian circles. You know, So I, I go to seminary, and there's a lot of guys in my seminary classes that will reference Ben Shapiro, or mm-hmm. watch Ben Shapiro's videos and debates and things like that, or they'll they'll put into practice the lifestyle that Jocko Willink has really advocated for. And there's this interesting relationship between um, Christian men, I'd probably say, predominantly. Um, there's, I'm sure there's some Christian women as well. But predominantly Christian men and that group of guys um, in the secular world. Uh, and so I'm just curious, kind of, what are y'all's thoughts on how Christians should navigate those relations? Or the, that... that that kind of content, um, and also uh, follow up to that. What are some What are some pros and cons um, to maybe uh, reading a Ben Shapiro or watching a Stephen Crowder or reading Jocko mm-hmm. Willink or yeah. listening to the Joe Rogan podcast? Different things like that. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, I guess my first question to that would be like, why? Like, why are you listening to them? 
they say a lot of good things. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just feel like there's people who are smart, if, if not smarter, who believe in Christ, who believe in those things. I don't know. I, I don't listen to those people. I mean, I, I like to watch montages on Ben Shapiro roasting people, but <laughs> yeah, it's not like my daily practice. So, um, yeah, I, I would just ask why and um, what what they're doing it for. I think that if they're doing it just to learn how politics work or, you know, how um, if they want a better lifestyle, like they want to be more disciplined, like watching Jocko, like they want to wake up at like 4 a.m. for whatever reason. Train jujitsu. Train, sure, right? Jujitsu is the way. Yeah. But you don't need sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get up. It's 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know Jocko, that's what he says. So, um, so but if, if you take them... And, and and you use that as wisdom for your life and, sure. and, and and I mean essentially you can make them an idol you can make them idols oh, for sure yeah so that's where I'd be careful so I would go to people who are really smart um, theologically sound and I mean people like uh, Paul Paul Washer gives some great advice on a lifestyle I mean some of it's a little extreme but yeah, people like that, you know. So, so, so what I'm hearing from you is I heard the cons, right? And I heard kind of your your thoughts on it. You said like you'd ask why, different things like that. Hey, so just follow up question: Do you think that there is any benefit? Like, yeah. do you think a Christian could watch Jocko Willink and then better themselves I mean, on so a spiritual, I, I emotional? Yes, yeah, so like I mentioned slightly, like you know how like they can use that to discipline themselves and like having a more, I guess, quote-unquote, productive life, and when you want to work out a bit, you want to get a little inspira- like inspiration, motivation. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. I think there's pros to it, but if you make that, if you make that the ultimate source of, like, wisdom and, and I guess, just happiness and joy, yeah, I know. For sure, for sure. Um, I feel like Connor is going to have a lot to say on this as well. So Go ahead, babe. Um, Connor, you go, and then I'll put in my two cents. Two yeah. cents. Um, I think it's it's inherently neutral. Um, I, I think it. I think you, you have to guard your heart in both directions, right? Because, like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, reading. Uh, Jordan Peterson has that book. I think it's, like, 12, like, healthy habits for, like, a successful library. Yeah, Shout out Augustus Dufresne in one of his favorite books. Yeah. So like those disciplines aren't inherently bad, right? Yeah, like they're they're probably really good disciplines to orientate your life around, um, and some of them can probably be like traced back to like some core biblical truth, right? Like most of the people that you um, mentioned, besides Joe Rogan, like a lot of their more conservative and like worldview ideas, like do trickle down from like a Judeo Christo Judeo centric worldview for sure even like, like even ben shapiro's yeah. orthodox jew yeah well, he he's says. not a very good one but <laughs> yeah yeah well he said Stephen um, crowder says he's an evangelical but i don't that can mean a lot of things yeah. these days yeah. yeah so like you know like i i definitely like kind of see yeah. where you're coming from sure yeah i think um when when you mentioned this topic before we started recording it made me think of uh second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 oh i see where you're going yeah uh do your best to present yourself um god or do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, but avoid irreverent babble, for it yeah. will lead people into more and more ungodliness. Yeah, so it's a good I think that there are plenty of good ideas 
that inherently don't contradict the righteousness that is that is transposed for us in scripture right yeah but i think that it's very easy to fall into the legalist trap of behavioral changing instead of your heart changing yeah Um, and that's true for any really any discipline or wisdom that you're getting like um the guy who wrote you know the seven disciplines of the christian faith or whatever it is is it 12 yeah it's actually not a number it's just Spiritual uh, okay. Yeah. With um, Don Whitney. Yeah. yeah it's like even Don Whitney. Yeah. He's a great guy. Loves the Lord. <laughs> yeah. But even, even that, like he even says in his book, you know, yeah. like if you, if you isolate your love for God and pursuit of Christian discipline, you essentially just have the same moralism that Jordan Peterson would teach. Yeah. Right. And so it, again, it's works without faith is dead works. Right, they're just filthy rags. Right, the only thing that makes the disciplines worth anything is the fact that we are justified by Christ, and even in our fallen state, like we cannot do anything perfectly unto God. I'm really glad that you just said that because there's an irony that I think I just picked up on that's really interesting. Usually, guys like us, seminary guys as well have the hard time of having a really high doctrine and not good works. Mm-hmm. But what's funny about this is it's like a really decent, there's a lot of great works. There's, there's great rich discipline, taking care of your body, eating super healthy. Um, you know, like all of these things, right. But there's no doctrinal root of it other than your own selfish gain. Like, like Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, they can have these convictions, you know, but there were people who had these convictions far before they did. They just rooted them in the gospel. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like meaningless works yeah. uh, apart from faith. And what's interesting is like, you have this catch 22 where like, I think maybe sometimes, you know, just being honest, maybe in the, in the kind of circles that we listen to, you know, you're desiring gods, you're, um, league in your ministries, you know, whatever, maybe those guys don't actually focus abundantly on like practical life. And so they look at Jocko Link, they look at Jordan Peterson, they look at all these things to find that. And these guys are intellectual guys. Like Jordan Peterson has like two PhDs. Ben Shapiro is a very well-renowned. Graduated from Harvard. Yeah, yeah. A lot of great smart dudes. It's just, I don't know, that was an interesting dichotomy. Yeah, I mean, again, like waking up at 4.30 and doing 500 push-ups is fine but that means nothing if you're gonna die and you're sin and, and go to hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like you know if you do 500 push-ups and you, and you love the lord with all your heart mind soul and strength to love your neighbors yourself because you love god yeah because your heart's been transformed from death to life then then sure you know i mean jesus himself said that exercise is is a good thing but it should never supersede your spiritual health. So interesting. I as I've kind of meditated on this conversation, we're talking. I would actually maybe put Joe Rogan in a different category because, mm-hmm. like, so this I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit of my story. I want y'all to comment on it as I kind of talk through it because I think this is gonna be very similar to what other people have experienced. So I used to listen to like full Joe Rogan episodes, like they're three and a half hours long. You know, a lot of banter. Uh, but I couldn't get over the fact that uh, Joe Rogan 
is uh, is podcast number one podcast in the world for a reason. Like it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings on insanely fascinating people, and he speaks with an freedom that is just so anti to the political correctness that we see in intellectualism in our modern society. Like he he, he has this uncut, unfiltered style of podcast, which is great. However. Joe Rogan smokes weed on his podcast, has done like, does like some gnarly drugs on his podcast outside of marijuana, uh, talks about a lot of things that are anti the gospel. He's had Christian theologians on there. He's had people that write about God. What what theologians has he, or sorry, what theologians has he had? I feel like William Lane Craig went on there. Logan Paul. (laughs) <laughs> so that's a good example though like like i shouldn't listen to a three and a half hour podcast of logan paul you know what i mean so like it's interesting yeah. like so what i would do is i would then watch the highlights on youtube of like just particular antidotes so like 10 minutes instead of like saying it for three sure. and a half hours and stuff and uh even then it's so rubby weird because i was like <sighs> i don't know it just it just rubbed yeah. me weird you know uh, with Jocko, it's a little different because Jocko is like, honestly, like so obligatorily like moral that it's like, it's like, it's like weird. Like, like Jocko doesn't believe in cussing. It's like, it's like, so like I'm trying to fight cussing. I can listen to Jocko Willing. But like Joe Rogan has a sailor's mouth, um, drinks whiskey, gets yeah. drunk and high on his podcast, yeah. talks about like sleeping with hookers and different yeah. things like that. So meanwhile, meanwhile Jocko would be like, if you have an outburst of anger, it's because you're a weak man. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny is Jocko came on Joe Rogan's podcast, and they had the three-and-a-half-hour one, and Jocko roasted Joe Rogan for the entire time. But I don't know. It's just This is just some thoughts that I'm having. So Yeah, I think I think of Colossians 2. It talks about wisdom. Um, and it, I mean, after telling them that true wisdom is in Jesus, it says in uh, Colossians 2, verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. That's perfect. I love that. And it's so easy. And this sounds so silly, but like I I know that I do it, so I know that other people do it. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to like open up like YouTube or like Instagram reels and you'll see like Joe Rogan or Jocko or a Ben Shapiro clip and it's so easy. To get lost in the scrolling, yeah, yeah because and just have it's your interesting, yeah, and then next thing you know, like three hours have passed you by, and you know, mm-hmm. you haven't had your quiet time yet. Not that it necessarily correlates to right. because you're being spiritually immature mm-hmm. or anything like that, but it's just something to think of. It's like exactly. I've been digesting, you know, essentially empty wisdom that doesn't point me to Christ necessarily. Right. It's interesting to listen to. But at the same time, like if I'm not feeding on the word of God, then this is just a vain pursuit that's going to fade with the rest of the world. Amen. Yeah, and I 400% agree. I can't get over the fact that we have a large variety of people that listen to our podcast. We have some people in their 40s, 50s, even 60s. There's a huge variety in the 10 listeners that we get. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's crazy because these are issues that I think cross generational boundaries of like, how should we interact with the secular world? Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I would never cite Jordan Peterson in a <clears throat> study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why should I... There's almost like this like weird part of, like, why should I watch his roasting, you know, leftists? 
mm-hmm. on on the internet. You know, so good like, having a one of Republic songs sung in church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, good, good insight yeah. there. You know, other matters of church life. Um, something that I've been feeling really just blessed by at our church, particularly, is just our senior saints. Oh yeah, lean into that, please. Yeah. Um, like I, I got to talk to Miss um, Barbara. She's been coming for like three months, and just uh, blessed with conversation with her and just getting to know her. But I, I really do appreciate that um, Park emphasizes taking care of their senior saints and like really that cross generational community mm-hmm. as well because you know I mean things are different. Um, to some degree, like technology is advanced society and the way people socially interact looks a little bit different than, you know, 40, 50 years ago or um, really anything in between. Um, but our, our older crowd has a lot of, a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Um, and even if, you know, they don't necessarily um, have, 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 even though they haven't necessarily spent their time in the book studying like tons of doctrine, they love the Lord. You know, right, and yeah. I, I feel like I've been a part of a lot of churches that either let their senior saints fall by the wayside, and then, you know, it's kind of like up in the air, like what happened to them, or you get a crowd of senior saints who are very bitter because they're kind of treated as this isolated group of people. Almost like a burden. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. you. And I think that really came with, uh, like, having Mr. Eddie over for the 4th of July, (laughs) just hanging out with us and having a blast. Like, I was just super blessed um, seeing him, like, enjoy fellowship with people from his body. I love the Uh, part of those, like, bingo and, like, breakfast for them. You know, that's that's awesome. Yeah, so I had, like, a huge privilege to be able to cook for them uh, this past Saturday at the Senior Saints brunch. And uh, the, the way that their faces light up, when you just go and put a hand on their shoulders and just ask them what's going on in their life. Yeah. Is, I mean, cause you gotta think like the sad shit is a lot of these people, like their, their kids are dead. They're they're or they don't come see them. Right. Their spouses are usually passed. Um, they don't have anyone other than the church. Um, and they probably have it like years upon years upon years of just like life. Things that we go, this is cool to think about, the, the, like, the places in history that we want to visit through movies and stuff, we could visit through conversations with real people. Yeah, I love sure. doing that. That experienced it. it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a really deep relationship with Mr. Lindsay, and, uh... What a, what a guy. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. And his, you know, he, he's lived for quite a while, and he, uh, his wife... Like, just the history that he has with Rock Hill, his wife, it's just fascinating. And so, those people are treasured by God. And I think that if we want to emulate the heart of Christ, uh, part of that is loving people like our seniors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. And, um, like, the senior saints, just purely by existing and being faithful to the Lord, is such a testimony to God's providence. Yeah. Um, and and like you get a visual assurance that God will hold fast to His people for whatever number of days He appoints the individual. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I mean, of course, there there are cemeteries with headstones full of young people, but also at the same time, like you you know you look and like statistically speaking, 
you know, chances are you're going to, you know, be a Mr. Lindsay. You know, you're going yeah. to be a Mr. Eddie Fowl um, or Miss Ethel. I mean, she she just, like, made me so happy. I mean, she, her yeah. eyes just light up with joy. And it, it's – I used to overcomplicate it because I'm a pretty socially awkward dude. Um, like, I have, a, I have a group of people that I'm comfortable with, and then everybody else is kind of a challenge. Yeah. Um, but Patrick <laughs> and my wife, who are essentially the same human being <laughs> – um, push me to get outside of that comfort zone. I really, I mean, it really, you know, if if you haven't talked to your senior saints in a while, just go say hey and ask them how their week was. Yeah, because chances are nobody's asked them that. Yeah, if you're if you're looking for something to do after Sunday school, go talk to someone twice your age. Go talk to someone half your age, and then go talk to someone who uh, is one of not those things. That's yeah. what I always try to do. Go show, because. Um, you're reaching up, you're reaching down, and then you're also looking at rights in front of you. So, amen, amen. Yeah. Um, well, I want to make fun of Bible reading plans. Um, <laughs> Wait, time out. Okay, Why? <laughs> here's the thing. It's like, I love Bible reading plans. Uh, I think they're hilarious. I'm doing one right now. Um, I'm actually doing Dr. Don Whitney's Bible in six-month reading plan. That's intense. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rigorous. Uh, and so, but they're in the effort of of finding, um, <laughs> finding out what Bible reading plan I want to do, I've discovered some really funny ones. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> are you about to Are you about to read off some of the hilarious ones that you can find at Dwell Bible? <laughs> I like the one in the back of the ESV. Bible. The, the one in the back of the ESV Bible is interesting. Not bad. Um, so one of the funniest ones that I found um, was reading. Jesus in the Old Testament Bible reading plan because in my mind I was like what happens when you're done with the Old Testament <clears throat> and also number two like Christophanies typology are all like heavily debated like it's just like you can't just be like you know what I mean so um, it's interesting that was a funny one I found one of uh, she's almost ready to wear white reading plan um and so i don't know how like the order in which you read the bible dictates your like readiness for marriage but that was pretty hilarious okay um the he kills porn bible reading plan totally fine like that's amazing mm-hmm. you know but like again like i i guess i never thought of like the order in which we read the bible directly we, affecting that but you know yeah those type of bible reading reading plans though are, are dangerous yeah. because for a while I only picked up the Bible as sort of like a Tylenol or mm-hmm. ibuprofen. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this way. Let me read a verse that fits this. But but sometimes that's good. Yes, but... Yes. <clears throat> but that shouldn't be like the only aim towards reading the Bible. What should be the aim? To, to know the Lord more and more and to, to worship Him through reading the Word and and meditate on it to behold his glory yeah and and to know that the bible is about god's glory through salvation and judgment (laughs) that was for you james hamilton not to sorry doctor not to get a promotion yeah seriously you know like but you know i mean hey if he wants a promotion at his corporate office job reading plan by tgc (laughs) look that's that's not me ragging on anyone who's doing a bible reading plan like that but I mean, if you're going through something hard, like, and that's your only resource, like, awesome, do it. But um, I just feel like that you have to discipline yourself a lot because that could be dangerous. Because for sure, 
I don't know. It, I feel like it just distracts you from what the Bible was actually meant for. And, and, and you're saying, if I'm wrong, specifically Bible reading plans that market themselves with the intention of accomplishing some sort of goal I think so. outside of beholding God's glory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so, a good point. The reason yeah. I like Bible reading plans like Don Whitney's is it's just focused on getting through the whole Bible, exactly. Yeah. Which we should regularly be doing, probably biannually or even even if we could yearly. That's just not possible for a lot of people, because um, even you'd have to read three chapters a day, not missing a single day. So, to get to the Bible in the year. I think it, the chronological sorry, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, go. I think the chronological plan would probably like make the most sense. It's pretty really fascinating. I, yeah. yeah. Well I, I think that like I think reading through the Bible is a good like breadth plan. Yeah. Right? Because like re- being knowledgeable of the entire redemptive history kind of like speaks for itself. Like you have a good understanding of the entire redemptive history, you know, and that and as you do that annually or biannually, your ability to cross-reference scripture and have a lot more of those aha moments and you're For starting sure. to tie together this big story from Genesis to Revelation, um, it's really cool. That being said, <laughs> some of my favorite plans are on Dwell Bible. Shout out Dwell Bible. Please sponsor us. But um, your, your <laughs> subscription this is, is so just so expensive. funny. Um, <laughs> they have the Anglican plan. <laughs> The Anglican plan. So, all right, that's funny. Why would something be innately a Baptist plan or the Anglican? I guess the Anglican plan leaves out the stuff on baptism, I guess. Yeah. Then there's the Protestant plan, the Episcopal plan, <laughs> the Orthodox plan. Actually, it's called Orthodox Daily uh, and Catholic Daily. Dang, man. And I'm just like, wow. Wait, there are plans that well, are designed well, to well, cherry-pick well, scripture. Why is still doing Catholic stuff? They're not innately Reformed or anything. They're just the audio Bible, yeah. Well, Reformers aren't the only Christianity. Well, yeah, they're not even Protestant, though. <laughs> they're just... I was trying to... The folks at Joel aren't Protestant. Yeah, that's fair. My dad's always like, I'm not a Calvinist, I'm a Christian. Amen. Yeah. Amen. He's going to gonna message us later about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad actually gave a few qualms to me before going on the podcast. He was like, tell Connor not to eat, and you've got to talk like without messing up sentences, Patrick. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Something. He also said Connor needs to speak into the microphone this time. Uh, I'm, not, have... I'm not a spouse. I'm a husband. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. He, uh, he didn't have anything bad to say about you though, Dayling. So hey, hey, Dad, critique Dayling this time. I can talk more. Yeah, you can talk, talk more. Talk. I can talk close to the mic, Doctor Baird. Nice. We turned up your game. You're good. Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Um. Okay. Uh. Last final topic. Whoa. What, what, what minute number are we at? Half an hour. Okay. That's we not can bad. go further. I've got I've got a very important conversation that we need to have. Okay. Is okay. Well, maybe we should have that one before we go into mine because mine's more like a closer. Okay. So, yeah, you this this is a fun one, and I'll answer the question first to kind of give you examples from what I'm looking for, and I'm ma- I'm mainly doing that to be your guardrails, Pat. <laughs> so. Is it something I'm going to be particularly passionate about? No, but it's something that you struggle to do properly. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um, so I was in Daniel's Sunday school class, and we're going through Mark, but he decided that he wanted to do the first sun- Sunday school class as kind of like an introduction, and the main topic was Christian love. And we kind of talked about how Christian love – needs to be rooted in the primary issues of the Christian faith. So the tenets that you know you have to believe to be a Christian, 
right? <laughs> so, you know, you know, the linchpin of those kind of like being the resurrection, <laughs> yeah. right? Or, you yeah, know, the yeah, Trinity. Like, like Mary, the, that virgin birth wasn't real. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like things that like <laughs> you have to believe, like, you know, the nature of God, the nature of Christ, the Trinity, yeah. the gospel, you know, things, things of that nature. And, you know, I, mar- I marinated and meditated on those things, and they, they blessed my heart and my soul. <laughs> but what it made me rabbit trail into was what are some primary issues of habits that people have? Okay, I'm, and I'm, an and, and, yeah, and I'm not talking about character flaws or things that are, like, of moral issue. I'm talking more of, like, people who put milk in a bowl before the cereal, Okay. Yeah, so, so almost like <laughs> think of it more of like habitual red flags. Okay, habitual yeah. taboos. Give me, give me like pet peeves. Give me like two to three each, if you can. So for me, and this is a really weird one. I think it's super try hard and weird when people brush their teeth after drinking coffee. Yeah, that's disgusting. Oh wait, so this isn't like. Christian, it could be anything. No, yeah, no, it has like, nothing to do. Like, this is like Sierra. If Sierra was on here, she'd say, my husband leaves the shower curtain open. And oh. it drives me insane. Oh, okay. And it should. That's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> uh, knowing you have to do number two, but not turning the pan on. That makes me really mad. Wait, so you think every single time someone goes number two, they should put the fan on? If it's available. Of yes. course. It's common courtesy. I've never put the fan on. Like, yeah, we know, and that's why it smells bad. <laughs> Not a ceiling fan, like like a bathroom fan. You didn't have to tell us that. We already knew. <laughs> yeah, that's one of mine. When I live with Day Ling. Oh wow! Here we go. <laughs> I can I you know what? I wasn't gonna touch in our personal. One of lives, mine is. But now I'm gonna do it. One of mine is when people like. Oh, this is so random, but like, what you mean to me. <laughs> it's particularly like I can live in a rather disorganized like oh, function, <laughs> but when people just like take their clothes off and just leave them on the floor, I do. do yeah, that. you can't handle that. I cannot handle that. Like you did it too when you come visit. I did. I was a bad guest. <laughs> I was a bad guest. Like, I'm sorry. Like you could have literally drawn a line in Mandaling's room in a freshman and sophomore year of college because all of his clothes would always be on the floor. Listen, man, it was a tough time. Yeah. <laughs> tough time. I've got another one. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the PatCast. <laughs> PatCast. I it. hate when people uh, text or scroll on TikTok while you're watching a movie with them. <clears throat> Connor. <clears throat> Ooh. I do do that. <laughs> I'm like, I invited you here to watch a movie, and you're not doing that. Okay, so this conversation's really just this kind is my of wife. like, Sierra, this is you. Um, so this conversation kind of spun off into a direction that I feared would happen, and I'm just gonna kind of give in to the toxicity of it. No. So really, let's just change this conversation. What are habits that are not necessarily moral issues that each of us do that we all hate? So, oh, no. example. <laughs> Pat invites you over for a movie. He says, hey, guys, I've been really wanting to watch this movie with you, so do not talk. But we'll proceed to pause the movie to talk about things that happened while yes. we're watching them. Yes. Or he'll quote the oh movie while Patrick we're watching does, it. Patrick does this so much. We're watching a movie. He's like, oh, my gosh, the foreshadowing. And I'm like, oh, shut up. Now I'm going to expect something to happen. I don't want to know anything. 
Gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Connor? No, no, Connor. hold on, hold on. I'm not done. <laughs> he's, he's, watching a, he's watching a movie. It's like the most basic line oh is said. Gosh. And he goes yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's such good story writing. That's such a good line. The script is just like, wow, what, it's so amazing. <laughs> Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch? Like, <laughs> gosh, what an actor. What an actor. Shut up, dude. Listen, all right, listen. Something Connor does? Yeah. We're all like, all right, at this time, we're going to record the podcast. All right, at this time, we're going to record the podcast. So we all show up at Connor's house to record the podcast. Connor's just getting the chicken out, just cutting it, getting ready to cook. So then we all end up staying there until 9.30 p.m. when we got there at 6.30 p.m. And we're planning to get out in an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, baby. Time yeah. out. Yeah, baby. I Got get off him. work at 5.30, and you want to report at 6, and my drive is 30 minutes. So, yeah, I'm a little hungry when I get home. But other than that, you're right. I mean, I did have that one episode that I ruined the audio with because you could hear my fork. It's like weird known for now. Yeah. Connor, all Connor's down for his little ASMR show he does yeah. in the middle of every episode. Logan beating Hibachi week number nine with Connor. <laughs> What's uh, some of the dailing? Oh, dude, dailing. <laughs> dude, social meter. Yeah. Just tanks. Guys, you could be having a really good conversation with dailing. It's eight thirty-five. You know everyone's fine. Then eight thirty-seven rolls around. Dailing's like, I hate everyone. I want to go. Y'all extra sometimes. Y'all, y'all too much sometimes, man. Like I love y'all, but like, goodness, no. But oh, man, let's see so funny. Or how about? When, when anyone touches my face. Yeah, well, that's not like... That's more of your preference. Um, I don't feel like that one counts. <laughs> Mine is like when when people are on the phone on the phone when like they're driving. Like Patrick like scrolls on Instagram. Okay, that's like, not true. Or Spotify. Okay, there you go. Like, true. I'm here. It's <laughs> ask, yeah. ask it, me to play a song. It's amazing that Pat manages to, like, get from one place to the other with how little he looks at the road. Well, after six accidents, like... Yeah. Ten points on my license. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I feel like Guys, I was if I ever get a ticket, like, I'm, I'm getting my license suspended. Yeah. Like, did y'all know that? Like, that's, that's, like, where we're at now. Fun fact, Pat lost his spleen because he didn't wear a seatbelt and proceeds to no. not wear... A, Oh, is that not what happened? The seatbelt cut my spleen open. I don't believe that. Nah, seatbelts are safe, man. They don't do that. Yeah. I would have died if I didn't like, seatbelt on. The amount of wrecks this kid's been in, you would think that he would put on a seatbelt just like And not look like at his that. phone when he's driving. A bunch of, bunch of babies. Yeah, he doesn't wear a seatbelt right, because he has more faith in God than the rest of us. You're a bunch of babies. He also doesn't look both ways when he crosses the street. I'm a baby without a ticket or accident. Wait. Oh my gosh. I, I'm, I've been roasting Pag. I roast Connor. Uh, Connor interrupts people a lot. I do. I'm really sorry. I just get really excited. Like, I, I really don't do it out of malintent. Like, I, I know. I, and, like, I know that y'all have grace for that. <laughs> but I'll admit that flaw. I really do struggle with it. I just get really stoked and I want to, like, share. But like, that's where, like, kind of the gospel comes in. You know, we, we all stink and we all mess up. Yeah. But Christ forgives us. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you know what Connor also does? It's more of a thing that Connor doesn't do. Mm. Connor, Connor <laughs> won't give you a pity laugh. Yeah. Like if you like crack a joke and you didn't think it's funny, he won't. He'll just it. do this. He's like, okay. 
He does that a lot. It's like he like he like say joke. It's cool. Joke. Like I think in some ways that's like a good thing. Yeah. You know, like at least yeah. you're being honest and truthful. And that's you say great. a joke. Like, you say a joke. He doesn't find it funny. He's yeah. like, okay. And you're like, but like he won't like even think that the part. Like a lot of people won't think something's funny and they'll be like, okay, but then they'll laugh after because it was right. funny that they didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Connor doesn't find that third part funny. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that wasn't funny. Therefore, you don't get my validation. And not only that, you're not going to get my pity of validation. No. And not only that, even when I didn't give you that, the fact that I didn't give you that isn't funny enough. Mm. So I'm not going to laugh. Yeah. And then I also might explain to you why it wasn't funny. <laughs> you, yeah. know what, you know what else Connor <laughs> do does? That. Connor gives you reasons to think he's mad at you with like facial expressions or whatever. And you're like, Connor, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> you're emotionally confused because you're like... That's Kaylee Lambert, too. Oh, Kaylee Lambert. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do I have unforgiving face? You Is that do. a thing? You do. Face. You have... Uh, you have... Never mind. Um, you have a resting face. Sometimes. Resting face. That's what we'll call that. I do, I do try to like balance my restfulness. I think you're beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> um, let's pick on Daling yeah. for a second. Wait, speaking of beauty, Daling's... Uh, his mustache is starting to connect to his no, beard. No, no, don't compliment Thank him you, yet. Connor. No, it's a big deal because <laughs> no, that was something like, I was like, I know I have reached mm. like worldly manhood mm. when when the stash and the beard connected. Praise God. Yeah, I would look Thank at you. my friend Johnny Davis. Shout out Johnny Davis. You're not listening to this, but you're still a great guy. <laughs> I'd see that dude's beard. I'm like, dude, if only. Yeah. Do you know who else has a fantastic beard in our church? Thomas Broom. Yes, but I was thinking Luis. Oh, yeah. He the does. Silver Fox yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has a great... Dude, gorgeous beard. Yeah, he does. And he, he, yeah. he bought me some of his beard product that he uses. Oh, my gosh. Really? Fantastic. It's wonderful. Can someone of, like, my kind of beard use those kind of things? So, I don't think a... it's unuseful, but I don't believe in, like, the idea that, like, beard oils will, like, make your beard grow faster. That's kind of, like, an illegal... Thing so, to advertise and just sell over the counter like oh, that. Wow. My facial hair game is definitely super weak, and I know that. It's coming um, in. You're trying, bro. Yeah, uh, but we had a pastoral resident come and visit Park for a little bit, and uh, he was like, so I'm feeling insecure. And I'm like, why are you feeling insecure? He's like, everyone here has some form of hair on their face. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get why he was insecure about it because I saw the shadow. I'm like, dude. <laughs> There's potential. I'm yeah. like, just stop shaving. Like, I'm Bob Rossing his face. I'm like, I, I see the painting. That's right. And it's glorious. Like, that dude could grow a full beard. Wow. He just doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's got that Chick-fil-A face. Yeah, yeah, Chick-fil-A face. Be like, hi, you can move down to lane number 17, um, and a 14-year-old will be out with your meal shortly. Yeah, underpaid 14-year-old because he doesn't have a full schedule. Yeah, is that legal? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know I think Chick-fil-A invented homeschooling, so that way they could have an endless supply of kids with no societal influence to work for them. Ouch. I think they fronted as an internship. Uh, that's my theory. That's funny. So, guys, uh, y'all know how I get into some, like, weird hobbies every now and then. Really? Like, I always get these, like, real, weird interests. Please so, don't talk about premium Bibles. <laughs> I'm not. I'm okay. Not, I'm not. Okay. Um, those might be a accommodating thing in the next... Anyway, um, that'll make more sense in a second. So lately, and you know, viewers don't or listeners don't don't make fun of me for this. Um, but I have really taken to. All right, if I say it the way that it is, it's gonna sound way like worse. I think I just just say how it is, man. 
All right, interior design, but not in the way of like like I, a house. I respect that. No, but in the way of like, like if you had an ideal house. Yeah. Like it, like your dream house. Mm-hmm. What would it be? Uh, and what would be, like what would be the theme? How would it be decorated? Where would it be? I'm a sucker for a good A-frame cabin. Mm, like I saw that coming. Like, <laughs> dang, am I predictable? Not A-frame, but something cabin. Yeah, I like not ma- like I could deal with like a like an, a traditional cabin, but I also wouldn't mind something that's like almost a little bit like um, I don't know if mid-century modern style. I know where you're going would with be this. Like, yeah, like something that's kind of like a hybrid between like rustic and like modern. So I guess like maybe boho. Wow, I can't believe I'm talking, dude. My mom would be so proud of me right now. I like I was practically raised on HGTV. Amen. You think I'd have more opinions about this? Chip and Joanna Gaines, where you at? Dude, thousand percent. The Property <laughs> Brothers, hello. Whoa. Flip or flop? Stop! You're talking dirty to me, baby. Love it or list it. <laughs> Say yes to the dress. Wow. Also, if you if you go on that show, stop Play stop people. trying things on that you can't afford. But yeah, something something in the A-frame interior, like me and Madison stayed um, in an A-frame cabin in Saluda, North Carolina, oh, nice, nice after job. our wedding, and it was super restful. I accidentally broke one of the windows trying to punch an ant. Oh, dang, dude, really? Yeah, it sucked. But I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> oh, cool. The uh, the owner was like so insecure that the windows were that fragile. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she just paid for it. So, shout out owner. Uh, what about you, doing? I want to look like the Collins from the Twilight series. Okay. Uh, you want to lead into that for us? Like in the woods, Hoke House. Okay. Always raining. Nice. Yes. And I want to be a vampire. So I'm going to go a complete other direction. Okay. I'm more like 1890s cobblestone, wooden Victorian cottage in the British countryside um, with, but that's nice and modern on the inside with Victorian era touches. A uh, beautiful study, um, and a nice big <laughs> chimney that has active things. The, but the weather's always at, at top twenty-seven degrees to okay. like zero. Um, Whoa, cold. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have a question. Is your study circular? The study. Uh, I haven't thought about that yet. I'm more of an oval though, because I'd like I'd sure. like the laws to be where they could just all be covered completely in books. Mm-hmm. So Sierra would have like a the whole house filled with plants. Um, the study would just be filled with books that you wouldn't be able to see the wall. And um, there would be not an upstairs, but a tower that came off the cottage. You know, we're talking like 2,400 square foot. Like nothing insanely massive, like not a man. 2,400 square feet is pretty big. but I mean, his your apartment's like 1,900 square foot. Well, I don't know. Is it? Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, You're out of your mind. Promise. How much money are you going to put on that? I'm not betting. I'm not going to. This house is eighteen hundred. I'm not square going foot. to enable your gambling addiction. This house is eighteen hundred square foot. No, it's not, Pat. My house <laughs> is only nine hundred square feet. Cool, baby. <laughs> and Wait, we have like the same size house. Y'all keep, y'all keep talking. I'm gonna look up some addresses. I think you're, well, I think you're adding a band that doesn't belong in that sentence, baby. <laughs> Dang. Okay. I think you're, smaller I think cottage. Okay. Um, probably honestly, like the size of this house with the massive study. Um, it sits on a plot of land, but like that, most houses. No, but like that land, it, like I, it's it's wide and vast, but I can still way off in the in in the distance see someone else's house. Mm. Like I'm not so secluded. There's still some community. Yeah, I wonder what Daniel's got. 
Um, oh, oh, Patrick, this house is 992 square feet. Gosh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> he said 1,900. I'm so, like, okay, then, then the house. I'm like, do I'm, you own the house next door, <laughs> too? Shut up. <laughs> the house, then the house that I'm thinking about. Stop, guys. You're embarrassing me on well, the No, you said, like, this one. And I was like, you can't fit all that in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. This is the this is the room that's just plants. Oh my gosh, dude, shut up. Um so so I feel like you guys are embarrassing me on the pod. <laughs> this has been the Prisoner's Banter Podcast. Please uh just please please know that like okay, whatever. Oh, guys, it. all right, I'm ready to end this. Uh, yeah, it's a, wait, um, why? It's 48 minutes. No, let's push last, it out. Uh, no, last no, thing, wrap it wrap it out. Wrap it I'm, I'm adding this at the end. Um, I'm going to do the formal outro. Uh, as always, we've wandered through different topics together. Uh, listeners, uh, we want to talk about things that y'all find interesting as well. well. Good. Uh, so if you would mind emailing us at parishionersbanter at gmail.com. Yes. Perfect. Um, we would love to receive your, your, your emails, your inquiries about what we're doing. Um, and please, uh, if you don't mind, uh, have grace with us as we, as we act like, um, hooligans and, and, and doing our shenanigans like we do. So Connor. also shout out Adrian for guessing the middle name. That's right. Oh yeah. We did have someone do that. We didn't, yeah. uh, really lay out the rules. So he, he some would say he cheated. I look at it as a go-getter that uses resources to his advantage. So, I, yeah. so you'll be getting some merch once yeah. we can afford it. It was supposed to be a t-shirt, <laughs> but I bet him a hoodie if he could do a kickflip. He deserves um, it. I'm not even mad. And he proceeded to do a kickflip. <laughs> Second try. Um, not first try. I'm just what a man. Just put that out there. Just a little slice of humble pie in there. But <laughs> shout out, Adrian. We'll get you a hoodie one day. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, um, thank you so much. Uh, Pershers, out. Toodle pip. Bye.